0: All right, let's do this shit. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for tuning in. It's fine Tuesday. Uh, I'm recording this Monday, October 11th. We're going to call it uh, Happy Marathon Monday. Not anything else because I don't know which one I'm supposed to... What name I'm supposed to call it or what name I'm supposed to say without getting in trouble or getting canceled or whatever, so... That's we're gonna go with Marathon Monday. Uh also because I'm from the city of Boston, um, Massachusetts, you know, in case that wasn't clear. Um when I really go off the rails, you're probably gonna hear the accent come out, which could be fun or terrible. Uh I naturally have a pretty bad one. But over the years I kind of, you know, forced myself to uh get rid of it and talk like a normal human being, because I mean I was I was really sounding like a trash bucket for a while. So it only really comes out uh, when I'm really going, you know, and really get on a rant, which will happen. So I'm going to try to control it, but I'm not going to make any promises. So if you hear the, oh, there it is. Uh, If you hear the accent uh, coming out, my bad. Uh, You're just going to have to deal with that. Um, But like I said, recording this Monday afternoon slash early evening. Uh, for Hoppy and Isha to edit and post for tomorrow morning, really giving them a ton of time to uh, work with here because you know, like seven minutes. Uh, because I mean, whatever, they got shit else to do. Um, and I call the shots here, so you know, like Hoppy's married or whatever, but I'm sure she won't mind. She actually made this little uh spoke Z logo up here in the corner for uh, any of you people that are watching. I don't know if that's even, I don't even know if that's an option, but pretty sick logo. Got like a couple compliments on it. So that's pretty sick. Thank you, Mrs. Hobby. Uh, oh, yeah. So anyways, getting sidetracked already. Less than a minute Um, you have to forgive me today. I've been awake since 2 AM. Um, you know, just woke up brain decided that that was going to be it for sleep. Uh, The day starts now, and so that's where we're at. So, yeah, welcome back, Judds Buds. I think we're going to stick with the name, Judds Buds. I had, like, two people reach out to me and say that they liked it, so that's enough for me. Um, Yeah, Judds Buds, Episode 2. Welcome back. Or is this Episode 1? I mean, technically, we released a show last week, but it was just a pilot or a trailer. So is this Episode 1, then? I don't know who gives a shit. doesn't matter. Um, so like I said, on multiple occasions, though, no plan. real, No real solid plan for how these shows are going to go. Uh, so I'm really going to need some help. Uh, if you're listening to this, that must mean that you're into prospects or maybe you're trying to get into prospects and you want to learn a little bit. So if you have questions or if you want me to talk about someone that you want to know more about in the prospect pool, Shoot me a message, tweet at me, whatever. Uh, I'm all ears, or if you got ideas for the show, all ears. Because again, no plan. I'm just gonna ramble like an idiot. The accent's gonna come out, and that's just a tough scene for everybody. Um, so yeah, if you don't want me to just blab around like a moron, maybe you maybe you want that. I don't know. But feel free to shoot me ideas, questions. Uh, I'm all ears, all ears. So maybe I should have. Put a tweet that I was going to record today and ask for questions. Probably would have been good. Whoops. Whatever. Too late. Um, but yeah. So, no plan. But here's what I'm thinking for today. We'll see if we like it. Uh, and if we don't, we'll scrap it and try something new. But obviously the last seven days since I released the trailer or episode one, I've uh, been pretty news-heavy uh, with The wild and fortunately for me and again if you're listening fortunately for you a lot of that has to do with young players and prospects so i'll go over those that news talk about that a little bit give you my take on everything maybe put a little bit more of a positive spin on it if you're upset that the roster is what it is um spend a few minutes talking about the farm system as a whole um why it's a pretty good time to get into Wild prospects if you're just starting to get into it. Um, Give you a little update over the past week of how the guys played because a lot of their seasons started um, either last week or this week. Uh, Talk about some things that were notable in the games that I watched. I watched a ridiculous amount of hockey this weekend and last week because they all decided to play at the same time. At one point, I had eight different games on one screen, and that was a terrible idea. Uh, I just got overwhelmed and shutting my computer down for a little bit and then I picked three. So we went that, no, no, that's a lie. I picked four, and we went with that. Uh, but I'll, I'll touch on some things that stood out. Some some funny shit happened, so I'll touch on that. Uh, maybe preview a little bit of this upcoming week because it's a big week. It's Tuesday if you're, right, You're listening to this Tuesday. So game one's what tomorrow for Minnesota, and then Iowa starts up their season. Uh, Friday, I think. Yeah, Friday. So, let me preview that a little bit. Uh, we'll just get the fuck out of here. Uh, hopefully, we've already been going for six minutes. Hopefully, we're not here too long. Um, but how's that sound? Sound good? Great. Yeah. Well, I don't really give a shit. It's my show, so I'll do what I want. So here we go. Let's talk about some news and stories. Obviously, this week we got a roster. We got a team, fellas, boys and girls uh we have a team we have our team obviously a lot of the the guys that people wanted to make the minnesota wild and watch play this year because it's been a long time coming and i know it's been frustrating over the past however many years that it feels like the wild either trade away picks or the young players never really make it into the fold So now that we have some blue chip prospects and some guys that people are rightfully excited about, it's kind of frustrating that they're not going to make the big club, but listen, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Um, And if you know me, or if you've been following me on Twitter, it's Eve, I never said that, by the way, uh, you know, the kid that made the team I've been clamoring for since last year, August, Brandon Duhame. Congratulations to him. Love it. Been pushing that for a while. Perfect addition to the squad. And if any of those young kids were going to make the team, he's the one. Why is that? Why? He doesn't have the ceiling of a Boldy or a Beckman or a Rossi or even an Addison. Why is it him making the team? Listen, you don't want any of those guys playing on a fourth line. You don't want them playing nine minutes a game, getting 65, 70% D zone starts, no power play time. You don't want that. Brandon Brandon, Duhame can do that and he can add a little bit of offense. And totally forgot that USHL, he actually played on the same team as Nico Sturm and played on the same line. So he'll have some um, chemistry there. And I love that fourth line, man. Duhame, Sturm, Bustad. Love it. Duhame's got a little bit of everything in his game. Really fun player to watch. Wildly entertaining. We saw him fight the other night. The refs got in the way, and and Stillman kind of cold-cocked him. That that was really annoying. But that's what Duhame does, man. He makes a difference every single time he's on the ice. Every game, you're going to notice him. Um, But don't miscast him as some fourth-line, like, goon, because that's not what he is. He's got some skill. He can really skate. He fucking flies. That goal he scored the other day was nice. Um, He's got a wicked shot. So he doesn't really have a whole lot more to prove in the AHL. He does he, I mean, he's played what, like one full season down there. And then like, whatever you want to call last year, last year, wasn't really a full season, right? Like they played a couple teams and I don't even know how many, I think he played like 20 something games, but in terms of what more you need to see from him before you're like, yeah, he's ready to make the jump. He doesn't really have a whole lot more to prove down there. He's not like a point per game guy. You don't need to see him. Score a million goals. He is what he is. Um, do I think he's a fourth line player forever? No, I think his ceilings probably he could probably hit that third line. He's got like, like I said, he's got some scoring touch. He can skate. He's a really smart player. Um he's just he's solid. He's solid. Um, so hey, we got one prospect on the team, right? That's good. We'll take that. Take that and run with it. Um, I love Brandon Duhamel. Really fun player to watch. Notice him basically every time he's on the ice, so that's good. Now let's talk about Boldy, Addison, Beckman, Rossi not making the team. Listen, again, like I said before, I know it's frustrating, but listen. Listen, why would we want, like I said before, why would we want any of these guys coming up and logging like bullshit minutes? Um, I actually really liked what Bill Guerin said the other day when he uh, announced the cuts. I was actually kind of annoyed that he said it because I really wanted to say it first. I was going to say it, but then he kind of took my spotlight. So, fucker. Um, You don't want... Yes, they're all ready to play. Okay? They all can play. They're good enough. They're good enough to play. We've seen them play. Marco Rossi looked for a kid that hadn't played any competitive hockey unless you count the Olympic qualifiers, which I do not. Ah, uh, the kid missed an entire year. He hasn't played since he was with the sixty-sevens in the OHL. Why do we just want to throw him in to an NHL lineup with a on a team that has maybe not? Well, actually, no. Bill Guerin did say that they have cup. It's about fucking winning. That fired me up. I already I have goosebumps again. But um, why are we gonna go throw him into that kind of role right now, right out of the gate? That's that's so much pressure for a kid who. Hey, give him credit. Yes, he's a kid that's going to step up to the plate and he's going to answer the bell and he's gonna—he's not going to back down or be intimidated by anything. And I'm sure he's up for the challenge and I'm sure he wanted to make the team and just assumed he was going to make the team. Not assumed like he's just like, yeah, that should be given to me. That's just the type of kid he is. He's just, he's a gamer. Um, what a draft pick. Oh my God, I still can't believe he was available where he was. Um, but you're not going to have him go center a fourth line. No, why? Why? Why do we want to do that, right? Adam Beckman. What I mean, the kid literally couldn't have done anything more. Realistically, of all the kids that we're playing in preseason, that we're going to call blue chip prospects, he's the one that made the best case, right? Um, obviously, I'm sure Evison and Garen loved what they saw, but I'm I, part of me wonders like, fuck, how are we supposed to cut this kid now? But a full year in the AHL is going to be great for him, too. He's going to light it up on the power play. He's going to get first-line minutes. He's going to get offensive zone draws. He's going to do all those things. He's going to be able to be Adam Beckman. Same thing with Matt Boldy and Ken Addison. Like, yes, like I, like we've said numerous times, they're all ready to play. They all can play in the NHL, and they'd be fine. But Matt Boldy isn't going to be Matt Boldy in the NHL that we're going to see when he's in his prime, Kaelin Addison, Adam Beckman, Marco Rossi. They're not going to be themselves and the guys who Minnesota drafted. If you just throw them into the fold right now, they're going to be players with limited minutes. Um, quality of the ice time is not going to be great. They're going to ask, they're going to be asked to do things that it's just not who they are, or it's not, how do I want to say this? It's not, they're not going to be able to hit their potential, their ceiling right now in the NHL. So you know what's going to be great is they're going to go to Iowa on an absolutely stacked team. They're going to play a ton and they're going to be the players that they are and they can be, and that's going to be good for them. Um, that team in Iowa, there's no reason that they shouldn't be called their favorites. Like, that team is stacked and they are very fun to watch. It's a, Complete anarchy every game. Um, They're going to win a lot. They're all going to score a ton. And it's going to be great. We'll see what happens in terms of like a full-time roster spot next season. But let them go down to Iowa. Let them play pro hockey. Let them get some confidence down there and just light the league up. And nothing says that they're not going to get called up. Nothing, right? Like we know that injuries happen. We see that every year. So nothing says that this is... A permanent thing if there's an injury and one of those guys comes up and they play unbelievable they're not gonna they're not gonna be like oh, well too bad you gotta go back down now right so it's all good this is good for them it's gonna be great they're gonna go to Iowa they're gonna light it up I'm sure they'll get called up and um, it's gonna be good so let's not freak out here Okay, let's now that we actually have this prospect pool, let's not just get mad about it now. This is a good thing, right? Now, next, Matt Boldy. Like, out four to six weeks with that fractured ankle. uh, Could have been way worse. It looked a lot worse just watching him in his face when he was going down. It looked super awkward, uh, so it could have been a whole lot worse for the kid. But God damn it. Like, it was one of those things you watch it happen, like, oh, fucking course. Like, this is just Minnesota sports, right? Like, that's just, it's like, yep, of course it happened. Of course he's going to get hurt now. Um, but whatever, you know, four to six weeks, I think he's going to come back. she's going to be fine. I don't know if they decided on surgery yet or not. Really did like uh what what was Bill? I think I have Bill Guerin's quote here. Really just rubbing it into Buffalo's face. Uh oh my god, yeah. Bill they asked Bill Guerin about the treatment. Uh it's gonna be up to him. We can recommend we can recommend both or one or the other, but he's gonna ultimately decide what to do. Jack Eichel must be sitting there, like, like why can't anything about this organization be normal. Like, look, they're letting him choose. They're letting this kid choose. He doesn't have an NHL game yet. He gets to choose what he does. So, love that from Billy G. That i I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but I'm just going to decide that it was. So, it's funnier that way. But, um, so that sucks. But, not the end of the world. Could have been a whole lot worse. So, we'll see what happens there. Next. So, this... Caused quite the stir, and I still don't really understand why. Uh, This week, the Minnesota Wild claim Rem Pitlick on waivers from Nashville. And ultimately, that was like the dagger, right? That was like, yep, yeah, so Beckman isn't going to make this team because they took him off waivers, and they said, he's here to stay, he's on the team. Uh so that opened up one spot. And if you're following around following along all preseason, it was pretty obvious that I was gonna go to do game. So naturally, because we can't have nice things, people are freaking out about Rem Pitlick. Stop freaking out about Rem Pitlick. Rem oh that what did I even just say? Uh Rem Pitlick. Stop freaking out about him. This is in this is such a good pickup for free you got a young player who's awesome and you should love him he's a minnesota gopher you should love him but people are all mad because that means adam beckman's gonna gonna go to the ahl yeah we already i'm not gonna go over this again but it's fine it's not a big deal pitlick's further along in his own development anyways um but don't get don't get mad at rem pitlick he didn't like hold Poyle at gunpoint and say, Hey, put me on waivers. I just called Billy G. They're going to claim like, no, that didn't happen. So don't take it on him. Don't like root against him now because you want Adam Beckman in the lineup. Don't do that. And I'm actually, it looks anyways, if you're following, following along with Russo, he was saying that it looks like (laughs) he might start game one on the press box for Victor ask. So I'm sure that'll, that'll go over well with everybody. Um, but let me tell you about Rem Pitlick. He rocks. Okay? Simply put. The kid rocks. Speed, skill, ridiculous shot, unbelievable shot, dual threat, playmaker, or sniper, whatever you want. Scores everywhere he goes. Uh, young kid. I think he was 2016. Was he 2016 in round three? Let me just check before I make that up. Um, but he's been spending time in Nashville's farm system, and they have pretty much developed him to the point where he's ready to play in the NHL. And they just lost him for nothing. He's making less than a million dollars. Contract's great, like Billy, you said, 2016 round three. Um, he's ready to play, man, and he's a good goddamn player, and he's a really good young player to add to this budding farm system. So. He can play center. He can play wing. He scores literally everywhere. Let me give you his accolades, right? So Shattuck St. Mary's, this is like U14. (laughs) In, yep, U14, 58, and I know this doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things right now, but 58 games played, 46 goals, 64 assists for 110 points. That's decent. Next year goes to the U16s, 47 games, 14 goals, 31 assists, 45 points. Decent. His draft year, 2015-2016, goes to the USHL, plays for Muskegon, uh, and he lights this league on fire. 56 games, 46 goals, 43 assists, 89 points. Leads the league in goals, assists, and points. USA Junior Hockey Player of the Year. USHL Player of the Year. Forward of the Year. Uh, Gets just about every accolade that you can get. And then he moves on to Minnesota. What does he do at Minnesota? Oh, weird. He scores. And he scores a lot. Uh, Rookie year. He makes the all-rookie team. Um Minnesota wins the regular season title. We know what happens after that. We don't have to do that. We don't have to go over that. Uh, And then 2018-19 is last. He played three years at Minnesota. Just puts up a casual uh 38 games, puts up 21 goals, 24 assists, 45 points, 30 pins. Love that. Plays with an edge. And he gets in his first NHL game. Gets first team All-American. Um what else did he do for all yeah first team all-star and now he's in nashville system so he plays his first game in the nhl that's a penalty at a boy um 2019 2020 63 games for milwaukee in the in the ahl by the way he's on the same team as freddie goudreau there uh 63 games 20 goals, 16 assists for 36 points in the AHL. He plays less than everybody, finishes 10th in rookie scoring. And I think he was like fifth or sixth on his team in scoring without even playing a full year. Um, and then this past year, eight games in the AHL, eight goals, two assists, 10 points. Plays 10 NHL games, gets two assists. Both were against Tampa, and they are both sick. The second one was a ridiculous sauce, cross ice. Um, But anyways, listen, all that to say he produces everywhere he goes. It's just what he does. He scores. Um, And isn't it nice to have, like, prospects that, hey, what do you do? Like, what's your strength? I score. So this is a good ad. Nothing says that if he plays terrible and Victor Ash does the thing that everyone's assuming he's going to do. Nothing says that you still can't call up Adam Beckman. You still can't call up whatever, Matt Boldy, whoever you want to call up. Like, this, this this doesn't prevent them from doing any of that, okay? This is just another good young player on a good contract with a good track record of scoring to add to this team, and he's NHL ready. Like, go through any Predators writer, any anyone that covers the Preds, They were pretty puzzled when he was put on waivers by the Predators. Um, He's one of the few guys in their prospect pool who they were all on the same page. Like, looks like he's going to be ready to make the jump. And they lost him for nothing. So the other day, you get a kid that's ready to play in in the NHL. It's a Minnesota kid. He works. He's a fucking workhorse, man. He scores. He's a super smart player, dual threat. This is a good thing. Let's not yell at this kid because Adam Beckman isn't in the NHL now. Okay. Like, this is good. So don't worry about it. It's all good. Rem, Rem Pitlick rocks from Minnesota, Minnesota gopher. You should love him. I love him. Um, and if you want me to tweet a bunch of videos of Rem Pitlick scoring, I have about 50 already. So let's move on because I can't, I just can't wrap my head around people yelling at him because Bill Guerin claimed him off waivers. So it's a good thing. Okay. We're all going to be okay. It's all good. Um, let's see any other breaking news this week. I think that was pretty much it, right? In terms of prospect stuff. Yeah, that should be it. Um, Let's let's talk about the farm system, man. Uh so I touched on this in the trailer with Isha. If you are one of the people who I know you're out there. Uh this is like last year was the first year the Wildworks ex- an exciting hockey team, right? Like national attention. They're fun to watch. They're making noise. They come so close to beating Vegas in that series. Injuries killed them. Uh and I mean you run it you ran into Vegas. So but a lot of people were getting into the wild for the first time. And now you hear about all these young prospects and these young players and young players in the lineup are making differences every game, right? Capriza, Fiala, Erickson Eck, Greenway, right? Like these guys were like, it was like, Oh my God, like our draft picks are working out right now. This is great. Um, This is a, this is a really good time to start getting into the prospect pool because this 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 farm system is loaded i mean loaded first of all there's a ton of them i uh, trying to track every game this week was like i mean i'm not going to complain because i'm watching hockey but it was like fucking almost miserable at times and i was like jesus christ i went through i went through an entire notebook this week taking notes on games writing down who was doing what uh there was like 60 games Definitely exaggeration, but let's stick with it. Um, The guys that we've already brought up, Boldy, Addison, Beckman, Rossi, all blue chip prospects, all of them. Legit top six elite potential. Kalen Addison looks like he could be really good second pair defenseman with a ton of offense, or he could be that, whatever, first unit, Offensive defenseman. Looks like he's going to. He, I love watching him run a power play. He rocks. Um, and guess what? They knocked this draft out of the park again. So, not only is the prospect pool good, the farm system, it's exciting. Uh, it's also a good time to get into this shit because we are not far away from these guys being the core of this team and being meaningful players and the while they're going to need them to do that because as we know with the buyouts that happened this summer, we'll, we won't hash that out, but they're going to need young players on entry level deals or making not a ton of money to make a difference. And this is a team that in the next couple of years, they have cup aspirations and you know, who's going to be leading that charge the young guys, the guys that are in Iowa right now, the young players on this roster, they're going to be the ones that they're going to make up this new core. And there's going to be turnover. Some of the turnover is going to hurt. You're going to lose some guys that we really like that we've liked for a while here, but the guys that are going to take their spot, they're exciting. They're good. Um, And this is a team that's going to be very, very good for a long time because of the way they've drafted the past couple of years the way that they're developing their players um, and just these guys' ceilings, right? So this is a good time for me to be able to have a podcast where I just blabber like an idiot by myself about like young hockey players uh, because the Minnesota Wild prospect pool is loaded and it's very fun. And if you're starting to get into it, this is literally, there's never been a better time in the 21 years that the Minnesota Wild have been around to get into prospects. So that's my little spiel on that. Um, hockey's back this week, folks. Hockey's back. The Wild start Wednesday. Iowa starts Friday. So now we're going to have real sports back again. How painful was the summer without, like, actual sports to watch, right? So now we got MLB playoffs are happening, hockey starting, and the NFL's been here for a few weeks, right? So let's talk about some draft games. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. Guess what? If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, Don't worry about it. They ain't going to leave you hanging. DraftKings ain't going to leave you hanging. They don't do that. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. The folks over at DraftKings, they're giving all new customers a free, that's right, free, zero, free 99, shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call it one eight hundred gambler, dude. Speaking of gambling, I oh, man, I might have to call them. Uh, I, I, like I said, I woke up at two a.m. Um, and was just feeling a little bit wild, so I decided to bet on KHL games and VHL games today. Went over, didn't win a cent, uh, but. I strongly urge anyone that knows anything about the KHL or Russian hockey because it's the VHL too. Um, go check out those odds. I put money on the worst team in the KHL to beat the best team in the KHL because the money line was plus six fifty nine. I put a questionable amount of money on it and lost, but I mean, like I think it's illegal to not throw something on that. So that's what I did. Um yeah, no, it didn't win, though, so maybe don't do it. I don't know. Um, all right, moving on. Let's talk about the these these prospects the last couple of weeks, or last couple of weeks, this past week. Uh, let's talk about some guys that stood out, some guys that you've heard of, maybe you haven't heard of, maybe you've never been able to watch them play, because I know how hard it is to get access to some of these streams. If you need some streams and don't feel like paying for it, just let me know. I have a couple of these. Um, Let's start. Where should we start? Start with the CHL, Canadian Juniors. Um. Oh, you know who I want. You know who I want to start with. If this name sounds familiar. It's because with the whole COVID issue thing last season, there's a new waiver that guys in the CHL can play in the AHL, so they had somewhere to play, and then this year they could go back. I don't really know what that rule is. I don't know what the rule used to be whatever uh, but Ryan O'Rourke played in Iowa last year was awesome I was surprised he got sent back to the Sioux uh, this season played <laughs> played on the 8th so what was that last this past Friday they had their first regular season game <laughs> uh, <laughs> first game back his last game in the OHL was March 11th, 2020. So, like a year and a half ago, that's the last time he's played an OHL regular season game. Uh, hey, he had an assist, it was dash one. He had two shots on goal. But if you know anything about Ryan O'Rourke, he plays hard, he's going to finish every hit. Uh, second round pick, 2020, by the way. Um, he. How would I describe Ryan O'Rourke? He's a prick to play against. So smart. Steady Eddie. Is he flashy? No. Are you going to notice him? Yes. Because he is an extremely good defender. He has offensive touch more than he gets credit for. um, But he's mean. He's nasty. Finishes hits. Every hit. And he kind of finished one a little bit too hard. Uh, kind of missed. Uh, He got a five-minute major and a game misconduct in his first OHL game back and got a two-game suspension for a hit to the head. So he served one game already. He's got another game he's going to serve, and then he'll be back this weekend, I think, on the 16th. He'll be back. But quite the eventful return for the kid. He's the captain of the Sioux. Uh, Really good, strong tradition in that program. Uh, A lot of NHL guys come to the Sioux. That's where Kyle Dubas came from. Not as a player, obviously, but that's where he was before Toronto. Um, But Ryan O'Rourke, solid player, man. He was really good in the AHL last year for a kid that was super young. He fit right in, put up seven points, which, I mean, again, he's a steady Eddie, like keep it simple, but play hard kind of defenseman. The guy that you're not really like, you're not going to go say, yeah, our defense is elite. And the first name you're gonna bring up, it's not gonna be Ryan O'Rourke. He's just gonna do his job. He's gonna hit someone. He plays hard. He's a prick and he's gonna get off the ice. He's kind of like, I don't think their styles are exactly the same, but like he kind of reminds you like a Matt Niskanen, right? Like, not a ton of points, but fuck, he plays hard. He's tough. Plays hurt. Uh, and when he's not there, you notice it. Right? We saw what happened with Philly last year when Niskanen decided to retire. That D fell to shit. Phil Myers didn't play very well last year, and then he got traded. Um, and I guess everyone decided that that was because Niskanen left. But that's Ryan Overwork to me. Somewhat similar styles in terms of just like how they approach the game. Not super flashy, but but they're good. And he is super mature. He's a leader, like I said, captain. So, but yeah, first game back, one assist, five pins, game misconduct, two game suspension. Welcome back to the O, uh, Ryan Overwork. Uh, Moving over to the WHL. Holy shit. Um, let's start with Carson Lambos. This year's first round pick, 26 overall for Minnesota. Let me tell you something about Carson Lambos. This kid's a stud. Coming into his draft year, most people had him inside their top 10. A lot of people had him inside the top 5. Um unbelievably gifted offensive defenseman. Runs a power play uh better than a, most guys his age. Uh really good passer. Got a good de- he got a decent shot. Um super skilled. Super skilled for a D-man. Decent size. Uh, but then he got hurt last year. Missed a ton of time. Came back. Wasn't exactly the same. A lot of people said that when he went over and was playing in Europe, he he like, I don't know, some of these fucking people that analyze prospects, they're like, ah, he sucks. He didn't suck. He was fine. He just he just wasn't the same Carson Lambeau. So because of that injury, because he missed so much time, because he missed, he didn't get to play in the World Juniors, uh, his draft stocks just dropped significantly. Um, and the wild were able to pick him up at 26 overall. I think it's 26 overall. Uh, he had two games this week with Winnipeg, uh, picked up. He had a one assist, had three shots on goal this week. So now through four games, he's up to one goal, four assists, five points. And I'll tell you what, he's looking healthy and dangerous. Um, he's unbelievable and let me tell you if if there's one if you're able to watch one team in the CHL the Canadian Canadian Juniors uh you should pick Winnipeg this team is fucking loaded and they are eviscerating everybody uh through four games they've scored 30 fucking goals they think they won their first game 10 to 2. They've put up 10 in one game, they put up 8 in another one. They've only given up 5. <laughs> their power play is clicking at 40%. And in the WHL, they have four of the top five scores for points. Like the, the team is it's it's it, they're loaded. It's they're they have the puck basically the entire game. Uh they're very fun to watch if you take a penalty on them, you're probably going to be grabbing the puck out of your net in the next two seconds. Uh, Lambos is on their first power play unit, first pair uh, defense. He doesn't really even have to defend right now, uh, but he's been incredible through four games. I mean, their whole team has. They have two guys that are probably going to go top five in this year's draft. They have, a, they have a 15-year-old? No, 16-year-old. This kid Zach Benson. He's got like six points through four games. He's lighting it up. Uh, the team's loaded top to bottom. They're very fun to watch. They play fast. They play hard. They hit. They fight. And they score a million goals every game. Um, 4-0, obviously. Uh, so if you can pick one team to watch, I strongly suggest watching the Winnipeg Ice. They are one of the most entertaining junior hockey teams I've ever seen. Um One thing that kind of... Concerned me a little bit in their last game, though. So, like I said, Lambos got hurt last year pretty bad. I can't remember exactly what his injury was, but he missed a ton of time. Like I said, his draft stock just bottomed out. Uh, he took a nasty hit. He's going to retrieve a puck. Um, they dumped it into the red line. He was going. To, he's retrieving to get it behind his own goalie. He took a hit from behind, and he went... I mean, he flew into the boards, like couldn't get an arm up or a leg up to stop himself. It was like his entire body hit the boards at the same time and he was hurting bad. And I was just like, you'd be fucking kidding me. Like this poor bastard, like finally playing real hockey again, finally healthy, looking incredible. And like he got up and skated off and you could see it in his face that like, he definitely was like, Oh, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Uh, He grabbed like four different fucking parts. It was like, oh, my arm, no, my leg, no, my head, no, my chest. It was bad. I was like, you got to be fine. I thought he was done. Um, But to the surprise of absolutely nobody, first of all, they scored immediately on the power play. And then he came back on two shifts later, didn't miss. So shift the rest of the game looked unbelievable. didn't skip a beat was skating. Fine was firing pucks. Uh, When he decides that he cares about that first pass, he, he rips, that first pass tape to tape. He's awesome. Um, He looked great, so I guess, you know, the the hit didn't really fuck him up too bad, thank God. But happy for the kid. Um, He's starting to look like the kid that a lot of people had in their top tens this past draft. So in terms of this year's first round for the Minnesota Wild between him and and, uh, Wallstead, yeah, it looks like they got two steals in the first round, which I mean, again, just bolstering this fucking prospect pool. It's awesome. Um, but definitely something to keep note of in terms of his health. Uh, really don't want to see him having any, any more setbacks and missing more time. So, uh, next up in WHL, Pavel Novak, Kelowna Rockets, 2020 fifth round, 146th overall to the wild. Um, one, word to describe Novak sniper shooter It's just like what he does he, he just just an absolute volume shooter menace on the power play it's just what he does Uh Kelowna played their first two games this week he put up two goals in the first game second game put up two assists Uh had ten shots in those two games eight of them came in their first game of the year <laughs> So he put up eight shots that gold his first game, uh, scored twice, uh, second start of the game. He was everywhere. He looked really good. And as good of a scorer as he is, as good of a shooter as he is, um, and as good as he's been for a year now, actually, because he was was it the Four Nations tournament, I think it was. He was unbelievable. For the Czech Republic. He was on their first line. He was scoring like every game. He looked he was awesome. Uh, and that Czech team was really fun. They uh lost to Russia in the Four Nations tournament final or whatever. But um I'll tell you what, he he's made significant strides since his draft year. Um, uh, if you're gonna knock the kid, it's his skating's pretty average, average to below average, probably more, probably closer to below average. Um and almost all of his offense comes to the power play. So he's got to probably figure out a way to be a little bit more of a dynamic offensive threat, not just a power play sniper, but of his two goals and two assists, only one of those assists came on a power play. So, you know, we'll take that. Um, And again, he's already vastly improved since his draft year. So is he a shoe in to make the NHL? Nope, not at all. Not at all. There are a lot of really good shooters out there, right? That play junior hockey that get that score a lot of goals and they never make it to the NHL. So if that's the one thing you can do, then it's gotta be like Ovechkin level. It's literally and that's not the only thing Ovechkin does. It's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm just using him and his him, his shot as an example, but He's going to have to be a little bit more of a dynamic player if he wants to make it to the NHL. We'll see. I'm hopeful because the strides he's made this past year have been huge, and he has improved the skating a little bit. He has improved his overall um, kind of offensive. His offensive game has taken significant strides. He was his both of his assists were gorgeous uh, this week. He is he's a creative passer, but. Not, not like a ton of skill, but primarily just a power play sniper. So, you know, we'll see if he can. Well, he's one to monitor. He's really fun. He's a really fun prospect to have. Like the thought of having him and Beckman on the same team, just like they'll, between the two of them, average fucking 20 shots a game. So that's like more than Victor Ask has since he came over. I'm sorry, Victor. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pile on. I couldn't help myself. But, anyways, really fun player to watch. I'll be. He's given me a reason to watch Kelowna, at least. Uh, they've been kind of painful to watch lately, but um, hey, good start for him. Good for him. You know, he's on pace to put up like 180 points, so we'll take it. Who do I want to talk about next? Actually, you know what? Let's talk about the Camloops boys, both drafted this year. Josh Pillar? Pillar? Don't know. Uh, and then Caden Bank here. Both play for Camloops. That team is very fun. Uh, Pillar, overager, he's on their first line, right wing, plays with Logan Stankoven, who went, probably should have went in the first round if these GMs weren't cowards, but they are cowards. Uh, let's see. Pillar was fourth round, Caden Bankier was third round. Bankier's been the, the 2C for Kamloops, scored his first goal. He's got the A in his sweater. He's a solid player, man. He's good. Got good size, really smart leader. Um, does a lot of the little things that sometimes you'll probably only notice him notice him and what he's doing if you're looking for it or if you have like that kind of keen eye to like making note of those small smart plays. But he's a solid player. I'd bet on him making the NHL. But he scored his first goal of the year, uh, kind of just a rebound. But he was an animal all game. He looked really good in that second game that uh, they played this week. Um, and Kamloops is a fun team to watch. They are a bunch of pricks. Logan Stankoven rocks. There are very few that pump a celly quite like Logan Stankoven. He's like four foot eight. He weighs like 37 pounds soaking wet, but he hits everything that moves. Uh, and his, he's got one of the best shots I've seen on a kid, his age, like ever wildly entertaining, but this isn't about Logan Stankoven. Um, but yeah, Caden Bankier, good for him. First goal. You can see he's like he's got the A on his sweater. His teammates love him. He, he scored, and it was like I think it might have wound up being the game winner. Um, but his t- the bench was going nuts. The guys on the ice like tackled him. It was really I didn't know that, so it was really interesting to see. But really good teammate leader. Solid two C for Cam Loops. What's his ceiling in the NHL? I don't know still young, but maybe a good three C that might be problematic being in the wild system. Cause they have a bunch of those now, but, um, he was good, man. He, he, he was first game of the year. Didn't look great. He was kind of just there, uh, looked like a kid that hadn't played a junior hockey game in over a year. So, uh, good to see him come back and get his first of the year. Now his line mate who went in the next round, this year, fourth round, 127th overall. This kid, Josh Pillar, Pilar, however the fuck you say it, this kid's an electric factory. Absolute electric factory. He's an overager. Uh, he's got decent size on him, but he is a fucking prick. Um <laughs> Let's see. Yep. So he played in, or sorry, there was only one game that they played this week, but in his game this week, or sorry, week one, he put up a goal and an assist in his first game. Uh, This week puts up two assists. He has a plus four rating, three shots on goal and five PIMS. He gets in a fight. Uh, That's that's Josh Pillar. That's Josh Pillar. He's a good Saskatoon boy. Or I think he's not Saskatoon, but Saskatchewan. He gives a shit. Same thing i don't mean that please don't beat me up um but i mean every shift he's just making a play chirping the other team's bench challenging everybody um he's listen he's not like some mutant fighter that's gonna beat the wheels off everybody but he sure as fuck doesn't mind to drop him uh and he's just a prick he's got a good shot really good shot um, plays on that first line right wing with Logan Stankoven. They're very fun to watch together between the two of them, just nonstop jawing and chirping. Um, but, yeah, so both him and Bankier played well for Kamloops. Kamloops almost blew a four-goal lead or a three-goal lead, but they, they came out on top. Thank God. But, yeah, Josh Piller fight, a couple shots, plus four rating. Bank was also a plus four rating in their game this week, and he got his first goal, so good showing for those two. Um, let's keep going we'll speed through the, let's see who else oh Kyle Masters another 2021 pick uh, I think he was there he was another fourth round pick he actually went like nine picks before Josh Piller uh, another kid that got hurt and probably went a good I don't know 50 spots lower than he would have had he not been injured Um, defenseman playing for Red Deer um, you know he's never I don't think he's going to necessarily put up whatever you know he's not like Addison level offense but he's on their first power play unit in Red Deer Um, he's got a really good first pass solid player another prick to play against he hits everything that moves he I don't think he had a shot no they had three games this week and he had nine pims one fight and one double minor for boarding. <laughs> so another kid that's really fun to watch. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He had two shots on goal. Um, But he plays all situations for Red Deer. Solid player. Should have gone higher in the draft, but he got hurt. Uh, The fight was a pretty nothing fight. But, I mean, he skated out of his zone through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone when the puck was nowhere near anyone to go initiate the fight. Um, but he's a really fun player to watch. Again, like does a lot of the little things right, super smart player. He again, he is on their power play, but he's not gonna be a guy that you're gonna see put up like whatever, 15 goals and 60 assists. Like he's not that guy. Um what is his ceiling offensively? I don't know. He's more of an assist guy, but not like, you know. He's not going to be like Brent Burns out there, or Caitlin Addison, or if you want to stick with it. Wild wild guys. Um, but he's been really good in the games that I've watched of him. Red Deer kind of plays that Western League game. Hey, what's up, Hoppy? How do I let you in? Come on in. Hey, come on now in. I, the one and only state of Hoppy. Just <laughs> heard a beep. I was like, oh, God, what did I do? Nope. <laughs> Apparently, I have a guest this week. What's up, dog? What's
1: up, man? Now I was coming in and I was going to chat you something, but I might as well just say it out loud then if you haven't already said it. We're actually going to be doing a giveaway here this week for Judd's Buds. Oh, Good baby. Good timing. Going to be throwing out a $50 gift card to any brewery, I guess, restaurant, bar, whatever the hell you guys want. And uh, it's going to be based on who can predict which rookie will score first for the Minnesota Wild this year. And everyone will need to comment who their picks are. Everyone will need to retweet, follow both the beautiful man that we're seeing right here. The sicko that is spoke Z as well as the soda pod to enter Z. Any thoughts initially on who you'd probably tag as being the top options for who might be the first goal scorers out of the rookie class.
0: Well, considering there's only two for now, for now, (laughs) this, this could go away. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Like, I mean, Duham's the one that's really penciled into the lineup, so that's probably a safe. You know, if you want to take the safe option, probably a good one to go with. Boldy's out for four to six, but who knows, man? I, 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 I had a mini rant about Ren, Rem Pitlick and how people need to stop yelling at him for right. being claimed off waivers. Uh, All if his he's planning, fault. If he's getting third line minutes, he's more of an offensive threat than Duhame is, and that's not that's not a knock on Duhame. That's just that's just who. I, again, I I mean I probably spent fifteen not fifteen, probably ten minutes talking about how ridiculously good Pitlick is at putting the puck into the net. That's just what he does. So. If he's penciled in that third line with Fiala and Goudreau, that's not a bad bet. Not a bad bet at all. So, I'm, you know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with Pitlick. He might even get scratched first game for Victor Rask, but I don't care. I'm going to go Pitlick.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rask is the real concern there for sure.
0: Well, Russo said that he's thinking that Rask is going to get the first game. God. So.
1: Lovely. That's exactly what we want to hear.
0: Yeah, that everyone really was psyched about that.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: a lot of good reactions a lot of good reactions to that very Almost positive as as people supportive to yeah as always
1: yeah you know
0: but we'll see so yeah i'm gonna go with pitlick i'll say rem pitlick
1: sweet man well i'll clip this up it's gonna be great uh anything else you need me for right now or you want me to bounce
0: i think i'm good if you don't want to bounce, you can you can hang out. You know, it's up to you.
1: I'm just sitting uh, here no, talking that, about that, that, Kyle Masters. That, that sounded like a pity invite. I'm out.
0: <laughs> not a pity invite. I just don't know if you want to talk about Kyle Masters, the Red Deer Rebels.
1: <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to contribute to the conversation. In fairness, so
0: that's <laughs> eh, all right. He just fights. Not one. Well, not really. But he did fight.
1: <laughs> what what very an fu- outline! Very funny. He,
0: it was very. Funny. He, he
1: just fights. Well, no, he doesn't. Not really. Sometimes he does. All he right. feels like it. He did.
0: It was funny. <sighs> oh, man. That's I'm almost through the... Oh, God. I've been going for a while, eh?
1: <laughs> it's okay. If there's shit you need to trim, he shall come in and do his work.
0: I, I've just been going. I don't feel like... Gosh, dude, he probably won't... Anything. He
1: won't edit anything. He's going to throw it this in, in. This will probably be in. this part of the conversation. Yep. He's going to throw all this in. So, <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. I think that's just kind of... On brand for, I mean, can anything really be on brand for the second episode of a show? Did you even change the name yet? Or is it still? Joe no, Duds? I was
0: saying I'm going to stick with it. I, I okay. got two people that said, hey, stick with the name, and that's good enough for me. So we're sticking with it. Sure. And uh, I was talking to myself, obviously, like, is this episode two or is this episode one? Because the first one, we technically released a show. But it was like the trailer. We didn't actually really talk about prospects. So, is this episode one?
1: I don't know. You talked about oh. talking about prospects. So, I mean, that's kind I of I did the do
0: that. Yeah. So, maybe this is episode two. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I also we'll ended, go with it. I, 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 I ended that
0: self talk with that ah, fucker who gives a shit. So,
1: <laughs> that's how that ended. Episode fuck it. That works. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what we'll go with.
0: That's a good one. That'll work. That'll work. couple of course lights. Gotta. All right. Who's next? Yeah, I'm done talking about Kyle Masters.
1: I think you already gave him more time than he deserved.
0: Yeah, hey, he played well. He just doesn't put up points. He had a fight and then he had another double minor for boarding. <laughs> so he has yeah, an eventful night looking at That'll scrap. Work. He likes it. He's a feisty little fucker. I think Damon Hunt's next. He fucking rocks. He rocks. I'm just going to start what? talking about. I'm going to start talking about Damon Hunt because I already said if you can pick one team, one Canadian junior team to watch for, a, for like, I mean, even just to watch it. But like I said, if you're going to pick a Canadian junior team to watch, it's Winnipeg because they're 4 0. They've put up 30 goals, they've let in five. Lambos is lighting it up. And they have two of the top five picks in this year's draft, probably. And they're just, they're one of the, they're like an, they, they'd beat the Sabres no problem. Um, and the Red Wings, maybe the Senators. I don't know. But Damon Hunt single handedly makes the Moose Jaw Warriors must watch TV. Not even hockey, TV. This motherfucker. Every shift alpha absolute alpha uh he's got some offensive touch he likes to rip the puck from literally anywhere on that back end he's the captain and this kid has never seen an opposing forward that he doesn't want to hit sometimes it'll just be some random player 30 feet away from the puck he's like you know what i'm going to put your head through the glass i think uh in their first game of the year well, actually, he actually scored he scored in their first two games of the year last week uh one was i think the game tying goal or the game winner i can't remember um but in the second game scores a goal <laughs> and they're down one with like 12 minutes left and this fucking kid on the other team takes a breakout pass in the neutral zone like fumbles little fumbles it a little bit and, like, reaches for it, and Damon Hunt absolutely un-fucking-loads on this kid. Like, I don't know why it wasn't really working, but my stream basically had, like, I turned it up all the way, but it was still, like, you couldn't really hear anything. Like, the, the, annou- the announcer sounded like this. This is what the announcer sounded like when they were announcing the game. I was like, what the fuck is going on? But this hit, like, it was, like... And this fucking kid, like, went flying, basically did a backflip, landed on his head. And so it was – it's weird. I keep thinking that they're going to be, like, major penalties. But then all these, like – I just said Masters had a double minor for boarding. He got a double minor for a hit to the head. And this one kid just, like, skated up and be like, hey, what the fuck? And Hunt – I mean, he hits the eject button on these mitts. They go flying. I think one, like – landed in the ninth row and he starts unloading bombs on this kid's face doesn't get a fighting penalty just gets the double minor for the hit to the head beats the wheels off this kid drops the bucket skates to the box laughing hysterically and chirping every single player on Saskatoon like he he was having the absolute time of his life knocking this kid out and then beating the wheels off another kid who just came over like, Hey man, that was my teammate. Why'd you do that? That was a bad hit. He's like, okay, so I'll just knock you out too. And he's sitting in the box for four minutes, fixing his hair, fixing his sweater with the C on it. And just laughing at the other kid. The other kid wouldn't even look at him. And he's sitting in the box, just chirping for four straight minutes. And I was like, well, this might be my new favorite hockey player, but he is, he fucking rocks. And he scored two goals first two games. Uh, Moose Jaw's not. I think they're in second place, but they're not like great. They're not very fun to watch. They're in the same division as Winnipeg, so Winnipeg's the best team in C H L. But Damon Hunt ma- makes them must watch TV.
1: Sign me up. I'll watch very... every time they play each other. You just got to keep me posted. Yeah.
0: So part of, part of the whole. Prospect roundup this week, the theme was a couple guys put up a million points, and then Damon Hunt killed a couple guys. Uh, Josh Piller fought and put up a goal, or sorry, put up two assists. Kyle Masters decided to board a dude and then fight another dude. Ryan O'Rourke came back in his first OHL game in a year and a half, put up an assist, and then got a game misconduct, and a two-game suspension for a hit to the head. So it was a very uh, noisy week for the those Canadian junior boys for the Minnesota Wild, either scoring goals, putting up points, or killing people. So it was a very entertaining week uh, on that front.
1: All of the above. Fuck yeah.
0: Fucking rights. Love it. Judds Buds. Those are my buds.
1: And Judds, probably, with
0: a Z. So I think that rounds out the Canadian junior guys. Um, who's next? Ah, USHL, real quick. Uh, Nate Benoit. Benoit. I don't know. I've heard both. Yeah, which one ben- is it? I feel like it's got to be Benoit, dude.
1: It has to be, but I heard people saying Benoit and it fucked with my head.
0: Yeah, like, I don't want to fuck it up. And, like, he's from out here, so, like, I like him, you know? Six-round pick this year. Plays for Tri-City. Tri-City's stacked. They're really fucking good. Uh, he plays in their third pair. Doesn't get a ton of minutes. Um, doesn't really get a ton of special. He's, he's young, though, so it's not a big deal. But uh, I think he, he played in three games this week. No, two games, two shots on goal. Had a penalty. Dash one. Pretty nondescript. But, I mean, it's kind of hard for him to really make a ton of noise on Tri-City. That's, like, one of the better teams in the USHL, so... They have, you know who they do have, who's <laughs> lighting it up, uh, Mitchell Miller, you know, very popular player, uh, you know, noted good guy. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, he. I think he has, I think he's a point per game right now. He's a defenseman. I mean, hey, at least, at least he didn't bitch out and say, hey, don't draft me. Right. He went yeah. through, he thought he could sneak through and people wouldn't care. People wouldn't notice. Not the case
0: nope just kind of lost that college scholarship whoops
1: (laughs) yeah not great but
0: now he's just lighting it up for tri-city so i guess it'll be a great
1: khl player
0: yeah he's gonna be great he's him and brennan leipzig and uh who else is over there who else is yeah he's over there he's lighting it up by the way in the khl it's a real bummer to see but uh who else is over there? Oh, fucking Slava Voinov, that fucking absolute scumbags over there. So Mitchell Miller will fit right in when he's over there. You know what's gonna suck? He's probably he's probably gonna get drafted. Mitchell Miller's probably gonna get drafted again this year. So we're gonna have to go through that again. Um, I mean,
1: after the blowback though, on the Mayu pick, like I don't know. Well
0: then the the, the Mayu pick, they did you see what actually ended up at like I think it's basically confirmed that the Canadians knew they were going to get a lot of blowback. So they, someone I talked to was like, yeah, their PR people pretty much went to Mayu and were like, Hey, just say you're not, you don't want to be drafted. And like, here's a statement to put out and we're going to draft you in the first round. Anyways, (laughs) which is like, that's so much worse. That made it so much worse, but
1: uh, makes it worse for them, but makes it a little bit easier on him. I imagine.
0: I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird, that whole thing was fucked. Um, Anyways, I'm talking about Nate Benoit or Benoit, the pride of Bo New Hampshire, baby. Um, But yeah, kind of hard for him to really make a ton of noise on that Tri-City squad. They're just loaded. So, but I mean, he's playing fine. I watched a little bit of his game. He's like nondescript, but smart player. If that makes sense, he's another one of those guys. He's kind of just like gonna do his thing. He's gonna make the right plays, smart play, and he's just yeah. gonna get off the ice.
1: Plays right, you're not gonna notice him.
0: Yeah. Long shot to make the NHL, probably, but sixth round, that's a good spot to take him. So yeah. It's another good prospect to have in there. I guess he's got like a decent um where is he go? Is he a Harvard kid? Where is he going?
1: Uh, oh, where is he going? Is he the one that was going Nodak? Oh, now you know,
0: I'm he, uh, wait, I know he committed. He might be going... I, Elite Prospects is, like, the best page for, like, the prospect guys, but it is the slowest website of all time. All right. Yep, he's Nodak. 2022-2023. Boom. Uh, but, yeah, he's a decent player. He's been... He's Again, I in the grand scheme of things this week, I was pretty much watching mostly Canadian juniors in Europe. But when I did chime in, he was just doing his, doing his thing. Big boy for a young kid. He's 6'1 180, plays hard, finishes hits. But other than that, he's just going to do his job or try to do his job and get off the ice. So uh, again, hopefully, you know, whatever, who knows if he's going to make it, but going to North Dakota will for sure help next year. And he's playing with good players right now, so. But yeah, so that's the junior kids. Because he's the only one in the USHL this year for the Wild. So, I'm going to move over to Europe and people might get mad at me. They shouldn't get mad at me because they know I've been pushing this kid since he got drafted because he fucking rocks. Let's go to the KHL. Murat, who's Played three games uh, this week. Scored in one. Scored a beauty. Um, if you've heard me talk about who's Nadinov before, the kid's just electric. Uh, drafted as a center playing left wing over there. Goes between the first and second line for Ska on a really good Ska team uh doesn't really he's tiny he's 59 165 he's coming back from major shoulder surgery and he looks like he did not have looks like his shoulder's better than it was when it was like in half um this week i i wasn't i didn't love it he looks good at the game that he scored he scored i think it was against locomotive but it was a sick goal he picked up a rebound Puts the puck on his backhand, goes behind the net, picks his head up, and banks it off the goalie on purpose. He was not passing the puck. He banked it off the goalie and scored. Um, So that was great. This was one shot on goal that game. Mm -hmm. Another 17-minute night for him. Uh, The two games after that, I really... uh, It looked like he was tired, which makes sense for a kid that missed a ton of hockey last season and now is... Playing first and second line minutes, first power play, first PK unit for Scott on a really good Scott team. Like I said, uh, KHL is a good league, and you can like there are a couple guys out there that are complete mutants. So he's he's been on the receiving end of some big hits too. But his two other games this week, he was like he was there. You know, he had he didn't have a shot against. I think it was I don't even know how to say it, Boris or whatever the fuck. Uh, that was a three nothing lot they I mean the whole team looked terrible, but him specifically, like he had a minor for I think it was a trip. He just looked like kind of lazy and he lo- I mean, m- maybe lazy isn't I, I don't really like saying that guys are lazy or not working. I don't like doing that because like I don't like how the fuck would I know. but he looked exhausted, but he really didn't play well in that game and he got benched for a little bit. I think he only put up like eight minutes in that game, which again before that it was like eighteen minutes, nineteen minutes, seventeen. Twenty, uh, he really just I mean the whole again the whole team didn't play well but he specifically just because I was watching for him I was like yeah he's really I didn't like that at all and then he comes back the next game kind of more the same he had like one shot on goal but other than that again he was just there and they won five nothing so that kind of like I don't know it was the first time I watched him like "Eh, that was pretty uninspiring because there's usually at least five or six plays that he makes in one game. Cause yes, he's playing the wing over there, but the kid kind of like how Kevin Fial is a winger, but he is very much a playmaker. Like he makes yeah. things happen. Like that's, that's who's Nadina. So whether he's a center, whether he's a wing, he's a playmaker. Like that's just what he does. He's an elite skater, super skilled, super creative, super high hockey IQ when he's on his game, which is like 90% of the time, you notice him every time he's on the ice again, first PK unit, first PP unit, as a young kid playing for Scott, that doesn't just happen. Like last year when he was healthy and he was still like 17 or 18 first year, he's getting like the horseshit fucking Euro minutes for those young kids. They all get like two minutes a game. And now he gets shoulder surgeries out for six months. He comes back and he's playing on the first line. Like that's, that's crazy. So this was, these were the first two games I was like, like I didn't like any of like, there's nothing really good going on there, but that makes sense. He's probably, I mean, he's got to be,
1: I mean that shit's like, gonna they, happen too right? right like we can't expect like him that. to be on fire and be electric every single game but uh my my parting question here then Zeke's I gotta roll does he translate more as a center or a winger once he like reaches NHL play like where do you see him fitting in with the Minnesota Wild
0: well I know that Minnesota sees him as a center I mean That makes sense because he's good enough, right? So, see you later, Hoppy. Um, I know Bill Guerin, Judd Brackett, they still see him as a center when he... And he is... Again, I've said this so many times. But his KHL contract is up after this year and he has vocalized on numerous occasions that he is immediately coming over here, which is very nice for us to hear as Minnesota Wild fans of Russian prospects. (sighs) He's not going to make us wait. Um... But I know they seem as a center, but guess what? Like I said, uh, in the way that Kaprizov, Fiala, they play on the wing, but they are playmakers. If he's in the wing, no, not a problem. Um, He does everything well, like very well. The only thing that's going to maybe take him a minute in order to, in order to like translating to the NHL is just getting used to the smaller ice servers once he gets it over here. So is he going to be in the NHL next year? No probably gonna be in Iowa and that's fine he's young he's I think he's still 18 19 uh let's see he's 19 July July birthday so he's a fresh 19 um but again this is gonna happen like no one lights it up every single game this happens he's a young prospect um, and again, he, he played three games this a week. I was just saying, like, I wasn't super impressed, but he still scored a goal. So take it, take that for whatever, you know, take it however you want. It. But uh, last two games for who's the Dinoff kind of just in, in terms of our standards for where, how we think of them, it was kind of like a blah couple games. games. Um, so now that I said that, I'm sure, I don't know when their next game is, but He's probably going to put up Patrick now that I said that. So you're welcome in advance. Um, There are two other guys in the KHL that I want to talk about. They both played today, but I want to wait. I want to save them for the end here. And I'm going to try to wrap this up actually pretty quick. I'm going on an hour and 15 minutes and that's insane. No one, no one should have to listen to me for that long. Um, The other Euro guys, the two Johansons, uh, Simon, Simone Johansson. I don't know. Uh, Defenseman, he was in the SHL until this year. Now he's with, I don't know how to say their name, Ilvis, Ilves, whatever. Two games, dash one, had five shots on goal, but he's playing 18 minutes and 17 minutes a night on a, like a not super great team. So to be honest, the fact that he was like dash 10, I'll take it. Uh, he gets some power play minutes here and there. Um, so this season, he's got nine games, two assists, two points, six Pims. Um, I don't, probably a long shot to see NHL time. The other Johansson, which is just the real exclamation point on like ridiculous first round pick for Minnesota was this Phillip Johansson. Uh, he actually had a good week to be honest with you. He looks good for Frolanda. Um, he finally got on the board. He put up a couple points uh, in the SHL. He put up two assists this week. Um, I think he's like a plus five. He had six shots to goal, and he was blocking shots. He doesn't usually do that, so that was nice to see. Um, he was like playing pretty hard. Uh, and then they had a Champions League game, and he scored like a wraparound on the power play, which I don't think I've ever seen him do before ever. So, you know, was he a first round pick? Technically, yes. Should he have gone the first round? Probably not. Is he going to make the team ever? I don't know. I I, I would. He's got a lot to. A lot to prove if he's ever going to play NHL games. But, hey, he had a good week, so we'll give him credit where it's due, right? So, let's just breeze past those, though. Next, Jesper Jesper, Jesper Wallstedt, the goalie of this year's first-round draft pick. Minnesota moved up to get him. He, there's no way he should have been there at 20 or whatever the fuck they took him. 19, 20, who cares? Um, this kid's a stud. If you talk to a lot, there are some draft gurus or whatever, people that cover NHL drafts. Uh, there were plenty of people that say of again, this, this year, this past draft wasn't great, but, um, Wallstadt in the eyes of a lot of people might have the highest upside of any of the kids taken. Now it's kind of hard to like figure out what that means right now. Cause he's a goalie. Right. But this kid is, I mean, he's a stud. Um, I, had him above Cosa and kosa went before he did but whatever they're both elite level goalies um he had two games went two and oh 47 saves on 50 shots um so this season for lulea and they're not as good as they had been in years past um again this kid's 18 he's 18 playing in the shl That's that's really fucking hard especially for a young goalie uh, he's got five games, three and two. He's got a 184 and a 918 save percentage. So he looks unbelievable. And I think he's probably gonna come over. I don't know. I'd actually I should probably I shouldn't talk out of my ass, but I think he's gonna come here next year. Um and he'll be in Iowa. But that's your that's your future in net right there. Love Kakinen. I don't know if he's an NHL starter. I think he's a good, really, really good NHL backup. Um but Wallstead is your future number one in net so like i said before like the wild have blue trip prospects everywhere and they even have a goalie so he looks unbelievable he's kind of like up to what everyone was saying before he's he's absolutely looked the part and again like i don't think you can really understand just how difficult it is to be a starting goaltender as an 18 year old in the shl all right And then before I touch on the two other guys in the KHL uh, college hockey started, I don't know if you guys, I mean, Minnesota, like you guys know, it's like Minnesota, Massachusetts. So I live the best of both worlds for college hockey. Um, And they, I think they got this week. I think there were five guys that played. Yeah. So last year we know that (laughs) BC Boston college was like the Boston college, Minnesota wild Eagles. Um, they still have Marshall Warren and Nikita Nestoranko there. Marshall Warren had a fucking hell of a week. Two games, two goals, two assists, four points, plus four. He had nine shots on goal. He looked unbelievable. Um, yet another draft pick that was taken. What was he, third round? Maybe fourth round. I don't want to lie to you. Hold on. 2019 sixth round pick. Look at that. I'm an idiot. Um, he's been he's been good. He was good last year in limited minutes on that stacked BC team. Um, but this kid, he's got some touch, man. He's good. He's a fun player to watch. So, I mean, four points through two games as a defenseman. Yeah, that's that'll work. That'll work. That'll play. Um, and then Nestor Anko, center for BC. Same draft, same... I think he went six picks after Marshall Warren, I want to say, in the sixth round. Yep. Look at that. Nailed it. Got that one right. Didn't fuck that one up. Um... He had an assist. He was there, you know, pretty nondescript game. But, I mean, hey, he got a point, so take it and run. Again, another kid that is a six-round pick, so odds are stacked against him in terms of making the wild ever. I'm sure he'll be a four-year college guy. Um, Put up okay numbers last year, I think. Yeah, he was was good last year. Actually had 19 points in 24 games. So who knows, you know? BC's a fun team to watch. They got a lot of guys drafted, um, on an NHL roster. So there will NHL prospect pool. So BC guys, once again, showing out, uh, and then St. Cloud, you guys know St. Cloud state, uh, they beat the absolute wheels off of St. Thomas in their first game in NC or uh, division one hockey where well, they scored 12. Uh, both Jack Pert this year, second round pick. He's awesome. Really good player. Really good pick. But there are people having the first round. He's smooth. Offensively, he's got good touch. He's got an okay shot. Really good passer. Fairly skilled. Not like super dynamic. Not like he's gonna jump off the page at you. But he's a super smart player. Decent size. He's a good passer and he's just smooth. He's not like the fastest dude in the world, but he's a smooth skater. He's fun to watch. Uh, he put up two assists in their first game. Again, they put up 12 goals. So, you know, take that for what you will, but, uh, two games this week, didn't put up any points, but he's a plus dude, had a penalty had a boy. Um, so he's up to four games, two assists, eight pins, four shots on goal. And he's plus two. So decent start for that kid. um, you know, it's hard for young players to come through on St. Cloud State. And then the other guy that the wild have at St. Cloud State, Sam Hentges. Hent, uh, fuck, whatever. I'm not going to get that name right. I'm sorry. Um, seventh round pick 2018. This kid loved another kid that just loves to fucking shoot the puck. I think he had. Nine shots on goal in their first game against St. Thomas, put up two assists, I uh, only played in one game. I have to s- go see if he's hurt, but the one game he played, he had three shots on goal. So through three games for St. Cloud, he has 15 shots. And again, I think nine of them came in one game, um, but that's, that's who he is. That's the type of player he is. I Again, another long shot to make the NHL team ever. But again, you know, we'll take the production. He's fun to watch. St. Cloud's always fun. Um, all those Minnesota ho- fucking college teams are really fun to watch. Um, and then the last guy in college hockey, Vladislav, first off. Second round pick in 2019 for UConn of all teams. Once again, he's like, he kind of reminds me of a Pavel Novak where this kid just shoots from literally anywhere. Uh, He's got three games so far for UConn. He's got three goals and zero assists, and that feels about right. That's just who he is, man. He's going to score more goals, and he's going to put up assists. Uh, Last year as a rookie, he had 23 points in 34 games, or rookie freshman at UConn. He was awesome. UConn, not exactly a powerhouse, but, I mean, he made them fun to watch, and he's already – or sorry, last year he put up 12 points in 13 games as a sophomore. year before that, he was a freshman, and that's when he put up 23 and 34. Uh, I mean, hey, he produces, man. He's going to score. That's just what he does. Um, And he makes UConn fun His first, And by the way He only scores beauties Like he scores He's gonna toe drag He's gonna go shelf He's gonna shoot from anywhere His second goal uh, of the year He scored from behind the net Threw it off the goalie's head Um, So he's fun Big boy Well I mean not like massive But whatever 6'1, 185 Kid fucking shoots Rockstar type shit um, so good for him. Three goals in three games, zero assists. I love that. I hope he fucking puts up a goal a game and zero assists. That would be very funny. But I said it before, man, this prospect pool is very fun, not just because they're all really good. You have a little bit of everything. You got the steady Eddie types like Ryan O'Rourke, you got the kids that hit, the kids that are just kind of like mutants, but also talented. Then you got the blue chip guys that are like, you know, your Jesper Wallstats or your map oldies or whatever. You got like your blue chip guys. You got you guys that are solid, but there's just a little bit of everything in this prospect pool. Now, last one, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Cause I'm going on an hour and a half and that's insane. Whew. Back to the KHL, both in the same team. So that helps Cisco, Moscow, um, Natvey Guskov played a year with London in uh, 1920. Um, He was all right. I mean, he put up good points, but I mean, London, they're nasty. So it's kind of hard to not put up points, but he's a fifth round pick in 2019. Uh, he's playing for Siska, and he had a really good start to the year. Like, like really good. He's sneaky skilled. He's got good hands. He's really good in front of the net. And that's just where he shines. Like on the power play, you're net front guy and he can kind of just like control pucks and go shelf from in tight. And that's how he scored both of his goals so far. Um, so through 10 games, he's got four points, two goals, two assists. Uh got hurt a couple games ago, and he came back on Friday or Saturday, whatever. Um, and he looked fine. Played 13 minutes. Um, no shots or anything. And then today, <laughs> today I didn't see a cover. He fucking fought Yuri Laterra. Remember that scumbag Yori Laterra? He dropped the mid to them. Now listen Guskov isn't like some mutant fighter uh he's not gonna like go beat the wheel but he's got I mean he's a Russian kid like he's got that edge and sometimes just kind of snaps sometimes he just like he plays angry and I put I posted the clip but he did all right I mean he's 30 pounds lighter than Letera he's got I think Laterra's got like two inches on him I'll tell you what he held his own landed a couple ate a couple and he got the takedown, so I'm I'm giving the decision to Guskov just for the fuck of it. Um, but I'll tell you what, he looks good, man. He, like for a fifth round pick, he looks like a solid. Three. He kind of not exactly reminds me because I think Sturm's got more speed, um, but they both. He kind of reminds me of a Nico Sturm type. Um, probably a little bit more. Well a lot more maybe offense, but plays a 200 foot game, super smart player, defensively responsible, um, not super flashy, but every once in a while, pulls post something off. You're like, oh, look at that. Um, but he looks good for Siska, man. He's playing for Sergei Fedorov. I was yelling at Sergei Fedorov because I thought he was getting scratched because you can't get information out of Russia, uh, but I guess he was injured. So my bad, uh, Sergey Fedorov in the country of Russia slash Soviet Union, whatever. And Last but not least, Andre Svetlikov also on Ciska. I think 2016, seventh round pick. Um I go back and forth on him, man. He's a big he's, he's big. Uh he's been their fourth line center for a while for Cisco. But I'll tell you what, man, like I, I watched him last year and it was like, ugh, man, like. He's a smart player. He's an okay skater. His production's about what you would expect, maybe for a third or fourth line center. Defensively, he's okay. Um, but he got hurt pretty bad. So he hadn't played since, like, the, how do you say it, Gergaren whatever, the fucking playoffs in Russia, in the final. Hadn't played at all. Um, and he comes back, and he plays for the first time in, like, six months, seven months. And he plays pretty well, man. I think he got 10 minutes of his first game back had an assist. Um, let's see, where is it? I wrote it down. First game back, plus one had four shots on goal in ten minutes of ice time, four hits, went five for eight at the faceoff dot. Um, I mean, that's about what you can ask for. And the fact that he got a point in his first game back, he had a really nice he had a couple of nice quotes after actually. I tweeted them out. Um, but you know what? I'm I've decided to root for him. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna do today. Uh today played again and I think he played on the line with uh the kid Prokar Poltavov who went second round to Buffalo this year. And I think it was like his third ever KHL game. And then some other dude I've never heard of. But his line mates on the fourth line, they both played less than nine minutes. But Svetlikov today played, I think like almost 18 minutes. And he was he looked really good for a guy that's in his second game back since like fucking whatever, April or May, whatever the fuck. Um so good for him. I think he went six for ten at the faceoff. I think he had four hits, a couple shots. Um, so good for him. I'm rooting for him. Again, probably a long shot to ever play in the NHL, but I don't know. I something about his quotes after their last game. I just I liked it. So I've decided I'm gonna root for him. Okay. At the end of the day, uh Minnesota sucked at face offs last year. So hey, there you go. He's and 60% through two games. So, hey, well, you know what? Maybe he'll make it just for the fucking face-off. But, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up, all right? I I went for an hour and a half. I'm going to tell Isha to not edit anything out. I don't even know what I was talking about half the time. But that's going to do it. Um, It's hockey time, baby. Game one tomorrow for Minnesota. Game one for Iowa on Friday. Is there anything better? No, there's not. I'll answer that for you. So, thank you for tuning in. I have no idea how to sign off, so I'm just gonna like log out. I'm just gonna keep talking and just hit the exit button. Um, but thanks for tuning in. again, if you have ideas or you want to talk about someone or you want me to talk about someone or if you have questions, please let me know because I have no idea how this is gonna go. I just I just ramble for like an hour and a half, and that's just how this show's gonna go. Um, so that's it for me signing off. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week, fellas, boys, and girls. Peace.